Welcome to Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Definitely gotta take into account your mental being. People out there is not gonna understand you unless you let them know. You gotta tune into your own mind and put it at rest. Only person is gonna help you is yourself. Society doesn't want you to blame anything else but the Hey, what's going on, Jermaine Casanova, another Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Man, man, I'm back again. I appreciate everybody, man, for showing love. <coughs> I know, I know. You've been like, man, Cass, you said you was going to be doing this, uh, you know, regularly. You're going to be doing it better. You was going to do be doing it more. But uh, to be honest, actually what happens, I recorded a couple of podcasts. And I didn't like them. I actually reported like three or four and I didn't like them. I, you know, um, you know, I want to always show the growth. And, uh, you know, even with growth, you tend to be you tend to, you know, get back to sometimes where you are angry or upset. So, you know, I did some podcasts that were not in the tone of of my newfound uh, happiness. Um, but this podcast, I, I I've. Answer some questions internally, externally, and, you know, I choose not to address things directly anymore because it's not worth my time or is beneath me at this point in my life. When you got such blessings as I do, you know, you, you got to be mindful of what you do. You know, um, the saying of Fat Joe's yesterday's prices aren't today's prices, meaning, you know, what was going on yesterday is not going on today. And yesterday I would have been real petty and really, really gotten in on people and stuff like that. But instead of that, when you have a platform, when you have when you have um, blessings and what you're doing and blessings are coming in, you know, you you got to You got to You got to move differently. You know what I'm noticing is that a lot of uh, when you start to get um um, I'm not going to say wealth, but when you start to do better in general, you you have to move differently than when you wasn't, you know, um, you become a target of people when you become, when you take things to the next level of your life, whether it's financially, spiritually, emotionally, whatever, no matter what level you go to, no matter what, when you're moving to the next level, any category, you got to move differently because people are out there to, they're looking at you more, they're judging you more, they're, and they're looking for your downfall more, more. So for me, you know, I, I need to understand, and this is something I'm working on every day, is that I'm not the old cast. I'm not that old guy, you know, even though, you know, I was, even, even though, even though, you know, it feels good, it it, it, it it feels good to do things. But at the end of the day, you, you got to be better when you move it to the next level because people are watching you. And it's not only you. When you got a family, you got a wife, you got kids, you got a business, stuff like that. You got to make sure you move right because at the end of the day, you're not only fucking up what you're doing. You're messing up their money. You're messing up my wife's money. You, mess, you know, I want my wife to, my wife is living her best life right now. You know what I'm saying? Because of the moves we made and, and things I've done. You know, she. You know, we're in a, we're in the best uh, uh, situation in in our relationship. So you know what, I, I can't move like I used to. I gotta move better. You know what I'm saying? But with that said, I definitely want to say, you know, um, uh, coming soon. Um, but the Minority Mental Health Network is coming soon. I got approved for it. Uh, for the LLC, I don't know if I told you about before last show, I got approved for the LLC, I mean, for the uh, nonprofit. So we're about to put it all together. So, um, you know, getting the bank account together, you know, we just get everything together. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely grateful for that and happy for that. So uh, definitely um, be on the lookout for that. When I launch, I'm going to let you know. Um, you know, uh, this weekend, all this week, I've been working on the product line, you know, um, as you know, I launched uh, the products like in May, June. I launched my products. The packaging was cool, but it wasn't next level. Um, I, I went, went on Amazon, got different co color two-ounce tins. You know what I'm saying? Got some labels. They look nice. Don't get me wrong. They, they were nice. But I had to take things to the next level. So all new packaging, new formula, um, new products. Um, I'm going to be strictly buttered. Butter, 
bombs, butter, and creams. That's what I'm doing. So I'm 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 have a overnight cream. Of course, the bombs. I have a melanin uh, collection. I have a bald mint collection of creams. I have facials for uh, you know for acne, for blackheads, for uh, I got all this stuff coming out pretty soon. And I've been experimenting with more clays and, and minerals and stuff like that. So it's definitely next level stuff. So check that out. It's coming pretty soon. The next two weeks, you're going to see it up on the Culture Life product. So, but if you like any of the old products I was up, go on right now, pick them up because I'm almost out. I'm going to start giving those away for freebies to make room for new stuff coming in. So check it out. All right. So I'm going to talk about this podcast. You know, I said I would never address things. Uh, on this, I'm not going to address it early. I'm not going to address things on this podcast that are directly uh, uh, people or not like that. I'm not, but I will address situations that I see from that. And um, is it me or does it really seem like, and, and this may be anti to the whole podcast that I put my way in, but is it me or do we see a, uh, do I see, do we see, I don't know. I, you know what? I see that supporting other black people is very difficult. Um, I could be honest. I'm a black owned business, right? I'm probably the only one. I'm probably the only one independent full network from online radio to podcast distribution. And you know what I'm saying? In, in my city, right? Um, black owned, totally black owned. And um, the most trouble I've had with people have been my own people. Now, you know, and I'm not, and, and, I've, and I've done business with all types of nationalities. Poor, white, rich, white, Indian. I mean, I've dealt with them all. And the only problems I've ever had is with my people. Um, and I wanted to talk about. You ever feel, you know, everybody talks about the situation. You ever, you ever went, you know, I'm trying to talk about this in a way where I want to not seem bitter and angry because I'm really not bitter nor angry about anything, but I want, I want it to be uh, a educational, uh, uh, educational, something that's going to educate us as black people. We can learn from it. I've noticed that our people and from, this is from my experience. So if you didn't have that experience then you know what, just shut the podcast off and keep it moving. But if you if you have it and you still want to listen, that's fine. But if you have had experience, which I think most black people have, you could understand. I fear my people more in business and and in certain situations than I do anybody else. Um, and I think that's sad. I've been in business doing podcasts for about six, seven years now. Yeah, about six, seven years now, right? I've been in the business. Well, maybe, maybe less than that. Four here. Uh, actually, a little under four here. Three here. Two over there. About five years I've been doing this successfully. And um, I work, you know, when people pay for services. You know, I do distribution for podcasts. I've done, I do, you know what I'm saying? So we have people that come to our office, to our studio to record their podcasts, and we have others that submit it. Now, a lot of my podcasts that I, I host and distribute for people around the world, you know, they just pay. Every month they pay. I have no problems, no issues. I don't know. I mean, from the podcast, I tell who they are. But at the end of the day, I don't know who they are. Never met them. They just pay for the service. Then the people that are here locally in Orlando that uses our studios, Majority have been African American. And I can tell you that I've had, I've, I've done business, and let me, I was in the music business and all that stuff, and I've, I've worked with a lot of people. So at the end of the day, it's not just from the culture radio. I'm just saying, I've worked with a lot of people through my career. And the most troubles I've had is with black people. 
And it's the same black people that go on Instagram and profile like they got money. They do it big. Money ain't no problems. Let's go. Right? But then I'm sitting here chasing people around. Now, I don't ever, that's why I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't respect certain um, movements or I don't respect talk. Let me put it like that. If you, if you ever have encountered me, I'm not a very um, talkative person. I'm not a very uh, um, trying to be the center of attention type person. Um, even though I tend to be a lot of times, but that's not what I'm trying to do. When I'm doing shows here for people, I, in the background, do the show, go home. So I don't talk, but I do see. And um, a lot of people that talk a big game are the ones that will try to dick you down. You would think being a black-owned business that some some other black owner is going to be on point with the other black owner because at the end of the day, you a black business. You supporting me, you're providing services. So cool. But that's not the case. They will dick you more. There's been ample times that I've chased people around for little money. The same people that say, oh, you think I'm going to run with this little money? But literally, you are running for the little money because you're not paying for services, especially if services has been rendered. <laughs> then you go to the social media, and they are, man, they are acting like they doing it big. So, and I always think this, this is horrible. I think, yo, how many of these people that are profiling are in the PPP money or some other type of situation? Because... I don't under I I never understood if you acted like you got money, then there would never be no problem with me. You know what I'm saying? Especially if I get if I'm not doing the services, then yeah. But services are being rendered. Why aren't you paying? But you want a profile. I I guarantee they'll do it with their mortgage, their car payment, their loans, whatever it is. But with the other black business, they do that. Then they get mad at you. For trying to get the money. For services already rendered. I, You know, I think it's a problem within our people that we, we don't value black-owned products. We don't value black-owned businesses. We don't put value on them as we do on white-owned businesses or white-owned products. We put value on Versace, Mercedes, Red Bottoms, Gucci, Coach. We put so much value on that that when a black person comes out with services or or um, services or products that whether are the same, whatever, we have a problem. It's something embedded in us that we will not pay money for that stuff because we don't value it as a culture. I guarantee if this person, these people were on Sirius XM or any other platform, you know, they wouldn't get mad. They wouldn't have a problem nor issue. They will pay their money and keep it going because they see value in a Sirius XM. But they don't see value in a culture radio. So I, th- I think that's the problem and the issue is that we don't see black as value. And, and you know, I want to get into, you know, it's almost so serious that I want to say that it should be a new mental disorder, that we really look at each other's enemies and we don't value, we don't value ourselves. Um, until Nike was pushing Jordan, we value Jordans because it's presented by a white company. We don't value a lot of other brands that are not pushed by a white entity. It's like that's pro- that's programmed in our mind. Value and rich is supporting their thing. And we have this disorder that black is not valuable. Now, I could tell you, 
when I put out this new product line, the packaging is way better than a lot of people out here pushing this stuff. I'm going to be real. I've, I've looked at my, my demographics. You know, I'm not looking at what's in Macy's or what's in JCPenney's and stuff like that or the stores because they're on a different budget level. You know, they found the factory where they could mass produce a glass of their product for two cents, you know, um, because they could invest $100,000 and things like that. So I'm not equating to that. I'm equating to a lot of these girls and guys doing these beer bottles, beer bombs, creams and stuff like that, right? So that's where my value is coming in. That's where my, that's my competition in a sense. And I don't get me wrong. I appreciate all the other businesses out there independently in this cosmetics world. I appreciate them in this grooming world. I appreciate them. So in no way am I looking at them hating. I have actually bought some of their products to say, okay, this is how mine should feel and look and stuff like that. So I show love. So I don't want you to, I'm not a hater at all. You know what I'm saying? I've gotten great ideas, you know, oh, they did this type of cream. Cool. Let me add my own spin to this type of cream, you know, because, you know, everybody's pretty much doing the same thing, putting their own spin on it. And I know for a fact, my product looks 10 times better than anybody on my level right now. Guarantee it. But watch what's going to happen probably. And, and, and I'm going to be real about this because my product really looks, looks good, right? I'm probably going to get a lot more love from other races than I am from my people. You know, I've gotten a lot of, look at me, I got a lot of great business and, and, and sold out certain products. My black people have supported. So don't get me wrong. Um, but at the end of the day, next level, you know, I guarantee that is going to be a white distributor and it's going to be geared towards non-African-Americans. And, 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 but, you know, I'm going to follow where the money is. I'm going to be, I'm going to be real people. I'm going to be real. I'm not going to lie. If I get the opportunities of like Macy's distribution or supermarket or whatever, because right now, because a new package, I said to some people, some people hit me up. There's some interest. I'm not going to be huge in the hood. You know, um, either we like high end stuff in the hood or we like real bootleg looking stuff. And a lot of those women's uh, oils or things they use is really like, yo, know, they just took a cheap printer and printed on their boomers out there. And if you know the oil game, to be honest, if you know the game, it, it, there ain't no more ingredients somebody could put in one than the other. You know what I'm saying? Um, so really, it's just people packaging, saying things differently. I'm going to be real. You know, I took time to dis to come with a new sh new thing. I came with a new type of face mask where I'm infusing clay and infusing oil and butters together. I, I did some next level stuff that that's going to come out pretty soon that nobody's doing. You know what I'm saying? I got one for pigmentation. I got one for aging. I got one for oily skin, one for acne, and one for blackheads. You know what I'm saying? So I got different, different mass, mass, uh, mass butters. That's what I'm calling mass butters for your face. All right. So I'm doing something a little bit different. But back to what I'm saying. Why is it that we don't support each other? Why is it that we see each other as an enemy? I, you know, I, I appreciate somebody coming to me and saying, yo, Cass, right now my money's not where it needs to be. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, opportunities are not there where it needs to be. So, you know, whatever. Cool. I get it. Because there has to be a certain amount of realness for people you're doing business with. You know what I'm saying? I get the Instagram, Facebook. You got a profile for the gram, for the TikTok. You're trying to get business and make yourself. I, I get all that. So I understand that and I rocks with that. But don't sit there and, 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 and act like that towards me when, you know, I could blow, your, blow everything up by telling people you can't pay this measly little money. But you big baller. Because then I'm questioning your money's at night. 
Like, I'm going to be real. Ain't nothing fake about my life. I drive the luxury cars. I own the company. I got the, you know what I'm saying? I got, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm on another level of life. So I could look around and say, yo, I ain't fake. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting in my studio. I'm sitting in my building just for my business. You know what I'm saying? I'm not in my room. You know what I mean? So, you know, everything I do is real. Everything I do is authentic. You know what I'm saying? So everything I do is authentic. Everything I do is 100% real. Nobody can say your cast is fake. Nobody can say cast did dirty business. Because I believe in supporting. I believe in doing fair business. I believe that if you pay for a service, I am here to give it to you. I'm here. I mess with my black people. But they always disappoint me. And why is that? Why are we trained like that? To not value blackness. We don't value entrepreneurship with each other. We don't, uh, 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 you know, honor. We don't value our products, our services. We don't value it at all in our community. But we value other cultures, the white man's stuff. We we covet Louis Vuitton. We covet uh, red bottoms. We covet BMWs and liquor and all this other stuff. We covet all that stuff. But at the end of the day. We don't value black. Why is that? I don't know. It's strange to me. And it hurts me too. It hurts me because through my journey in Black Biz Mental Health, I've seen, I've helped so many people, so many black people I've helped. And I'm appreciative of the opportunity to be able to help them. And I value black culture. I value us as a people. I see the pain we've been through and I'm all here for the healing. But it's hard to believe in our people when you see so much that could be better. So much that could be true black excellence. I was having a conversation with a friend in you know, this probably happens in every city. There's always a black movement. There's always black people in the city that are always talking about they're taking it to the next level, that they're, you know, it's a new black wave. You know, that we're coming together to do events. And this, it's always it's always something. I've been in, in New Orlando every close to 20 years, and I've seen quite a few movements, and they all are the same. Um the real people that are making real moves move out, move, make moves out of the city, out of their city. They expand, they grow to another level. I have a friend, famous DJ right now, that's doing it big, was in Orlando for a lot of years, struggling. They weren't fucking with him. He was nice, but he was struggling in the city. You know what I'm saying? Really to make ends meet, doing what he had to do. Then he got a big opportunity. He doing it big. Now everybody in Orlando's on his jock. Everybody in Orlando is like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But when he was here, nobody wanted to mess with him until he got out. All the promoters and people that are in Orlando, to the next level, they move out. So every year you have this movement of black people, right? And, I call, and, and it's a fake movement because, you know, it's these people that really don't care about the city of Orlando. They just care about their brand. Which don't get me wrong, it's a you know you got to build your brand. I get that, but they really they have no concerns over Orlando. They're just using Orlando, and they make all these so called moves, and then all of a sudden disappear. And I'm not talking about the real people that move out. I'm talking about these people just disappear, just completely disappear. They, but they were talking all this black excellence and all that, and it becomes a click. It becomes a a click of the same people appreciating each other, praising each other. It's not the real city of Orlando messing with it. It's the same people appreciating each other 
in this click situation, making it seem like they're doing it to next level. Like they got money, they're the elite, and all they're doing is appreciating each other, giving each other awards, giving each other accolades, giving each other attention, reposting each other on social media, and nobody's really making any moves. And I say this because I, you know, it's funny because I'm in Orlando. I have a top podcast in the world for mental health, in the world. For black people with mental health, I'm number 36 on the list out of 50. On the list of 100, I'm like at 60 for black people. You know what I'm saying? For, I mean, in general, because there's two things. And I'm on just for general mental health. I'm like, I've been up to like 53. You know what I'm saying? It's up and down every week. But I'm always on the list of top 100 in the world for mental health. For black mental health podcasts, I'm number 36 right now. Do you think anybody in the city sees that, appreciate that? They appreciate people that get less than 10 listens. But because they're in the clique, they're acting like they're like the biggest things to slice bread. And I always find that funny. And it just goes to, to show that we chase fakeness instead of realness. Now, granted, it could also be that I don't really advertise the podcast like that as far as like being in the top 100. I'm not out there all the time. So I get that. Don't get me wrong. But I'm always, and maybe this is just me, I'm always looking for the next thing, real thing in Orlando. I'm always looking. In general, I'm always looking. And if you look, you could find out. But see, these people don't. You know, I have tried to give advice to other podcasters, right? To say, yo, I've written three books. Two of them was new, number one new releases on Amazon. I have a top 100 in the world podcast. Let me teach you. I was doing the podcast guru thing, right? People outside the city will listen to me. I was doing the Zoom calls. I was doing the the, the little chat thing, college page or whatever they call the thing. I was doing a lot of teaching a lot of people, hundreds of people on Zooms, give them lessons. I was doing seminars and all that. But in Orlando, not one person listened to me. Literally, I would reach out and say, yo, let me, let, me, let me hook you up. Nobody listened to me. They do things for local success for their clicks, but didn't do anything to be national. I'm a worldwide podcaster. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm on a top hundred list for podcasts. I'm, 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 you know what I'm saying? I, I've done seminars. I've written books. I've written, literally, I've written six books on various subjects. I've written three books on podcasting alone. Two were new, new releases on Amazon. Still selling. I've written three books, two books on mental health. But has anybody listened to me? And I see it all the time. It's like we don't chase what's real in our community. We chase what's fake all the time. Let's talk about relationships. Women and men will chase what is wrong for them. What is fake? What isn't real? They chase that and won't chase a, a real person. And I've been there. And, and I'm, I'm telling you, I've been there. When I was going through my mental, and I was going through, I was when my, my mind was messed up. I, I wasn't thinking people loved me. I was thinking others may love me. Others may care for me. The fake ones, not the real ones. So I understand that feeling we have as people. And I think it's, it's throughout our culture now, that feeling that I had. When I felt nobody loved me, nobody cared, I felt but but my mind felt that other people that weren't in my circle, that really weren't doing nothing for me, were there for me and loved me. I wanted them to pay me attention. When at the end of the day, I wasn't recognized the real in front of me. Now, you could call that depression, call that anxiety, whatever you want to call it. But I understand that feeling, but it seems like it's throughout our culture. 
We don't chase the real anymore. Facts don't exist. And we have the audacity to get mad as transgenders and, 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 and gay or whatever for talking about, oh, that's not reality. Well, black people is a culture we're not in reality. Because if we were, reality would be that, yo, we we pull in billions of dollars. We could support our own and build our own communities, own networks, and we don't do it. So who really is the one that's fake? Is it the people out there that say they're men and women or, or I'm a woman, I'm a man, whatever? Or is it or is it us, a culture that has all the power in the world, but the only culture <clears throat> in America that don't have our own? We don't have supermarkets. We don't have schools. We don't have nothing. I mean, we have schools, HBCUs, but we don't have our own communities. We don't have our own, like every black person that comes out with a song should be able to at least go platinum because we streamed it. We support. There shouldn't be a there shouldn't be a community service in every hood that's 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 well funded by the community. There should be there should just be more stuff that we are doing <coughs> because we have the money. But instead, we take that money and we buy Louis. We take that money and we invest in somebody else. I guarantee if I was a white uh, podcast hosted distributed company like, like Anchor, that everything was just automatic, they'd pay. Because if you don't pay them, you don't get services. So we have to recognize what's going on in our community. We have to recognize that our community has a mental disorder. A mental disorder that everything that's presented to them that is of blackness is a, is not worthy. I saw a shirt that said antisocial social club, but I want to change it to antisocial social disease. Because we're very sociable to our people, but we're not sociable to the point where we support. So we're antisocial, is antisocial disease. ASA, antisocial, anti-disease. Antisocial, social, ASS. We asked out. <laughs> ASS, we asked out. You know? So we, we have to understand that we have to support our own, but we don't. Now, I've been blessed. So I've been very blessed to be okay financially. I've been blessed for my family to be good. I've been blessed to, I've been blessed lately. I've been completely blessed. It wasn't like that a few months ago, but you know what? I've been blessed. And I thank God where I'm at today. So this podcast isn't me trying to get back on anybody particular or anything like that. This is me expressing something that I do see in our community. Just because I've experienced it doesn't mean that I'm I'm mad because I'm really not. You know, I, I mean, I'm I, man. I if I tell you how blessed I am right now, you'll probably hate me and not want to listen to this podcast right now. But see, the great thing about it is that you've seen my struggle. You see where I come from. You see, you know, you see where I come from. You see how I, how I went from nothing to something. You see how I went from mental and, and, and having problems to where I am today. You seen that. So at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I don't hold back my blessings because I want this to be, I want this podcast to be a testimony. You know, I want maybe my son to hear this podcast, my daughter or future people to hear this podcast from podcast one to over a hundred podcasts. I want them to hear that and they hear the journey. But as a people, we need to start supporting ourselves, our own. It, it literally breaks my heart when, when business doesn't go right with another black person. But then it infuriates me when I look on the on internet and, and people are profiling like they doing it big. 
the same people that we have a red bottoms, Jordans, a brand new Jordans, a Louis bag, a fresh haircut, fresh perm, fresh uh, extensions. But they can't pay the black home business. That hurts me. And sometimes it's just being honest. I get it. I get it. You got to, sometimes you got to profile for you. I've done that plenty of times where I was in the music business doing it big, but I was living in an apartment fighting roaches off of my son's bed every night. So I, but in the club, I'm popping bottles and looking like I'm, I'm a million bucks. So I get it. I get, I understand it, but I always kept the word with those that I was doing business with because I don't ever want nobody to look at me and say, damn, Cass. You doing it big, but you know what I'm saying? You doing bad business with me. Because now it looks like I'm just doing bad business with you. It doesn't look like I don't value you. It looks like I'm just doing bad business. Because a real stand-up person would be like, yo, my man, I, I get it. You see me over here, but let me tell you what's going on with me. How can I make this right? Who? Cool. So then if that person sees me on Instagram profile, they know, oh, that's his business. But when you take it from the from the from the promo of yourself to try to say, oh, you try to get this little money and all this other stuff, then that's when I have the problem. Because at the end of the day, it ain't if it's little money, then you should pay the little money. You know, when anybody, I, I saw this, I don't know, when anybody puts little, when a black person puts little in front of something, you know it's a problem. They try to insult you. They try to, they try to say it ain't nothing, whatever. They they ain't gonna pay you back once they do that. They ain't gonna respect you once they do that. They hate it. But yeah, so I, I have a real love hate with my people, and it is true. The more money you get, the more you see things. Like I ain't always been broke. I ain't always been had money. Been times in my in my life where money was great. Been times in my life where money's been horrible. So I get it. I'm just at the up right now. Thank God. And I'm starting to see things a little bit differently. You know, I'm starting to see things on another level that I never saw before. Because when you clear your mind. When you clear your mental, you can see so much better. See, this last year and a half that I've been been doing this, I've been clearing my mind. I've been clearing my head. It's a funny fact. Tomorrow will be two years that I left my job. And my nightmare started. Two years ago, I was working in the social services field. I had a pretty good job, making decent money. Well, at that time, it was decent. Now, what more? But back then, I was making okay money. Life was good. I thought so. I got into issues at my job of some discrimination things. Wrote a five-page letter to the CEO and, and left. And we parted ways. I saw that as a renewal. I saw that as me starting my business full-time. I started the podcast, Google stuff. Things were going fine. Then I started to notice the people around me weren't really real. Things started to go downhill. Money. Wasn't an issue, but as a man, I wasn't bringing in as much money as I would have liked to bring in. So that started get start. It start that started my decline. I was hanging around people that I shouldn't, that weren't really good for me. I that started the decline of me and my wife and our relationship, and it just went downhill from there. And it's funny that I'm doing this podcast exactly two years to the day that everything started to go down. Two years to the day, because it was September 27th. That morning that I, we, we parted ways. So 
And it started off good because that same weekend, me and my wife went to, we went to, me and my kids, we went to Disney. You know what I'm saying? We stayed at a nice hotel at Disney. So it, it, it was supposed to be the next level of my life. Now I don't have the restraints of a job. I can go full time and really hard on my businesses. Now, mind you, I wasn't, I'm not, I wasn't there. I wasn't there as I am today. I didn't, I didn't have a podcast. I didn't do none of that stuff. Even though I was in the podcast world, the culture was still around, still, but I wasn't in this mindset yet. But everything started off great. You know, me and the kids went to Disney, had a great weekend. Everything is fine. Me being ambitious and overzealous, thinking I got people in my corner, messing with certain people, started the downfall. Then I started pushing pressure on myself when things weren't working out. And it just went downhill from there. And it's funny because I, I feel a certain way right now even talking about it. Now, everything wasn't horrible in the last two years. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of things happened. But while bad things were happening, good things were happening. I decided to become a life coach. I got my certifications. In different areas, I um, I started this podcast. I, you know, read my books. I changed my life. But not before I destroyed my life. I'm sorry. It, I still get emotional thinking about it because... When I look back on that, Derek, or oh, said my government name, that Cass. It was not like you can't look up my public name. But um, when I look back on that guy, he was so broken. He was so hurt. He was lost. Trying to be an adult. I think we all go through that in our life where we're trying to be an adult. We're trying to be better. I look back on that guy and I say, you are about to take the hardest journey of your life. But you're going to come out of it. Great. You know? Um... If I knew what I know then, what I know now, I would have done things. I would have done things the exact same. Because now I could talk about the outcome. Maybe during what I was going through, but the outcome of where I am today, I'll go through it again. Because it made me a better man and it got me opportunities and situations that, to be honest, if everything went the same way, I would have never done. I would have never taken the leap to do these things that I've done. But it still bothers me when I look back. We are self, we, we are self-destructive. I'm an example of that. And this goes back to what I was saying. Let's connect it now. We tend to hate ourselves because we've been taught that we are not of value. So, of course, we're not going to value products or services by black people because we don't value them. We're self-destructive. I, I, I did to myself. I, I literally almost lost every aspect of my business, my wife, respect of my kids my career, I almost lost everything. And when I came out of it, there was only one person that I could blame for it, and it was me. I couldn't blame anybody else. I couldn't tell you that somebody did something to me. Well, I can always say that. 
But even when people do things to you, you allow that. You allow those people to do those things to you. You let those people in. See, because when I look back on my life in general, right, anybody that hurt me, they were already like that from the get-go. I just was seeing the best in them. Or it was funny. Or it was a quirky trait or whatever. But these days were already there for those people. Like, I can't sit there and say that my mom is a different person than when I was younger. She's the same person. Why am I hurt? I can't say past relationships of women that hurt me. You know, shoot, I met her. You know, one of the girlfriends in, in high school, I met her cheating on my girlfriend. So now I'm surprised she's cheating on me. See, I mean, at the end of the day, when you speak reality into your life, it's harsh because you come to find out that you create your own reality. So if you create your own reality and you're miserable, you created your own misery. You expected the people in your life to act differently because it's you rather than not act the way they've been acting for years. If you meet a girl that's in a relationship every two years, what do you think is going to happen when we reach two years? Or it reaches a certain amount of period. That's what they're used to, jumping from man to man. They're in love with you, then they're going to be in love with the next dude. If you fall, if you if you meet a dude that is not about nothing, what do you think he's gonna be inspired because he's with you? It doesn't work like that in life. See, the thing is that we move like we're the exception to all the rules, and that's the problem I had. I moved like I was the exception to the rules, and most black people move like that. We move like we're exception to the rule. I'm gonna meet this guy that ain't about shit, but when I get with him, he's going to change and see my love for him, and he's gonna change. Sweetie, that's an exception to the rules, and you cannot operate on that because that's a low percentage. That's like betting on a, a, a three-legged horse in a race. Now, if there's some miracle in the world that he would win, yes, it could happen. But statistically, it won't happen. So you can't bet on that. Now, if you bet on somebody, you say, yo, I'm taking a risk with this person, then you know that it may not work out. So you're honest to yourself. So if it doesn't work out, you're not, uh, you know, you're not bummed out. Like, damn, I tried. I knew that there were some chances that wasn't going to work out. But but we go in the thing feeling we the exception to the rules. And this person or these people or this situation is going to change because it's me. And that's the problem we have. We create our world and we know the consequences of that. Then we cry. We cry wolf when it doesn't work out. We play victim. I played the victim in my life when I caused everything to happen to happen. Nobody that hurt me or nobody that reacted towards me did anything different. My wife, I was mad at her for, for telling me to get out. I was mad for her for not wanting to be with me. But at the end of the day, what was she supposed to do? She is the mother of our children. She needs to protect our kids. She needs to protect the life that she built for those kids. So at the end of the day, if I'm disrupted to the life that I have to go, no matter how much she loves me. Any woman, any person, any man is going to react a certain way when they feel you're not in this marriage. But I got mad at her about you broke our foundation. No, I broke the foundation because I put her in a position where she felt like that was the only thing she had to do. After rocking with me for 18 years, you know, for, for 17 years, she felt that that was the only thing she had to do. Who broke it? Was it her or was it me? It was me. I broke the foundation. because. Real, real situation is I would have never did anything for her to feel like the foundation was broke. That she had to do that. We have a big argument. We have a fight. But I crossed the line several times. I did things that I promised her I wouldn't do. I said things that I should have never said. I did things that I should have never done. And I broke the foundation. But then I got mad at her for reacting. 
Accountability is something our culture does not take. We have to be accountable for other black people, what they do, because at the end of the day, we can't get mad at this person robbing and stealing because at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? If he does a business, we're not going to support that business. So then when these young kids out here robbing and stealing, we mad at them. Like, why? Well, you know, you need to raise better, blah, blah. But what are we supporting? What are we doing to support our youth, our young people, our young men, our young women out here to support them to go the right path and encourage it? We don't do that. They don't grow up with the value of what black products and services are. If children, if these children are raised to say, yo, we only support black, then these kids are going to support black. They're not going to be killing each other over Jordans. Because Jordans is going to be cool, but in the hood, I'm rocking Ralphie's. You know what I'm saying? I'm rocking my man Ralphie. That I can get his shoes offline because that's the hot thing. Because I see my mommy buying them. We value that. Ralphie's hot. Boom. I'm, I'm rocking I'm rocking Billy, Billy jerseys because, yo, my man Billy from, uh, you know, he's, he's, you know, that's his brand. You know what I'm saying? But we're not, we're not doing that. Our kids are seeing us with Jordans. Our kids are seeing us with, with Louis Vuitton and stuff like that. So to them, they put value in that. So they get to a certain point where they can't afford that. We don't support, we don't encourage and support entrepreneurship. So they don't have enough money from their Burger King job. So what they going to do, I'm a Robin still and get it. I'm also a, 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 a I'm involved in that too. I just bought my son three pairs of Jordans and then bought myself a pair. What am I teaching my son to value? See, but that's not brainwashing because Jordans are hot. So I do it too. And I do it, I don't even rec recognize it. So now my son is growing up knowing that Jordans and this stuff is value. So I'm not a hypocrite. I say, you know what I'm saying? I'll do it too. You know what I'm saying? I got the money. Boom, let's go. But then I think, damn, I'm showing my son that there's no value in black products, on black brands. So we have to understand, people, that the, the issues we have today in our black community is our fault. Yes, we could talk about slavery. Yes, we could talk about systematic racism. Yes, we could talk about all of that stuff. And it's all there. But at the end of the day, I refuse to, 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 to come to this idea that we can't, we are, we can't change our fate. That we can't be better, that we can't change things, we can't control our environment. There's so much opportunity for entrepreneurship. There's so much opportunity that we have right now to be our own. And we, it, you know, it is like, uh, it's like the saying, if you want to uh, put knowledge out there, put it in a book because nobody's going to read it. And that's what we are right now. It's there for us. But we've been brainwashed, even though we even know the thing is we know we've been brainwashed for this type of thinking and we still do the same damn thing. We got to get out of it. We got to support our black businesses. That got to be our priority to support black businesses. And I do support other black bags. I uh, totes and carry. I love the bags. I've got, I got like five sets of them. Beautiful leather. I mean, these are classy bags. I got them in different colors. So I support black businesses. Watches. You know, I support black businesses. But there's more I can be doing. Don't get me wrong. I know. But we got to get that mindset that only these brands, the white brands, Italian brands, are, are of luxury. But we have a lot of brands in-house, which I mean in-house within our culture, that is there. We have to support ourselves. We have to support our community to help our community. We have to put our money into our community. We can't stop. We got to stop worrying about handouts. Like literally, we can make millionaires. A million people give a, pick a black person a month to give a million dollars to 
boom, that's a millionaire right there. But we got these GoFundMe accounts where somebody die. That's our new insurance for funerals. We're supporting cases of people that kill people, but because it's a social media justice, oh, let's support it. When the facts don't even the facts don't even match up to what we think, because the media told us one thing, but the facts are another. It's it's propaganda in our community. The our black the black dollar is so powerful that they're controlling it. And they're controlling it by 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 just allow letting us be because they know we're gonna put our money into dumb. So we got to do better, people. We got to do better. We got to support our own. We got to value black products. We got to value black services. We have to value it above all. Nobody say we can't buy that stuff. I'm not saying we can't. We can't buy, buy BMWs. I can't. We can buy all that stuff still. But we can still support our own, still support our, our business and, and make our black dollar an economy of its own. The Irish do it. The Jews do it. The Indians do it. Native Americans do it. The Irish do it. The Italians do it. The Puerto Ricans do it. The Mexicans do it. The Haitian, well, well, Haitians, but, you know, that's another, that's a whole nother piece by itself. But you get what I'm saying? These communities do it, but black community, we don't do it. And I'm tired of being disappointed by my people because I love my people and I want to do business with them, but... We gotta we gotta value products and services, black products and services, and stop suffering from ass, antisocial social disease. All right, people, I appreciate you so much for listening to this podcast. I appreciate everything. Let me tell you, man, I'm gonna keep doing it every week. I may just be dropping one once a week now. I don't know. Like I said, my life's real busy right now. I got a lot of shit going on right now. Oh my god, I'm I'm like. Literally tired right now. And after this, I got to do a show. Then I have to go home and and, and finish developing this product line that I, I'm doing. Then tomorrow I got things to do. Then I'm a project manager working, uh, you know, a, a, on big contracts for a big companies. So I'm just doing so much right now. Then this weekend I got to go to Miami for a wedding. And, and then afterwards I got so much I have to do traveling and Oh, but I'm going to keep, I'm going to do this at least once a week. If I get the time, I may get back to doing it three times a week, Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then do my definitions on Tuesday and and, and Thursday. I'm going to try, people. And I know you'll want it. I get the emails. I get the comments. I know you'll want it. I know you want me to take to the next level, and I am. Like, I put on pause my other podcast, you know, Casanova's Crazy, you know what I'm saying, or, or you know what I'm saying, or, 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 or the, the Success Podcast. I had to put those on pause because I just had so much to do. So, uh, we get, podcast is hard, people. Trust me, it's hard. It's not as easy as you think. I mean, yeah, it's easy to talk, but, you know, it's hard. I got to do intro and do this. And do, podcast is not easy, all right? I mean, making this podcast a top 100 in the world, like, to be honest, like, I got to keep that up. You know what I'm saying? The other podcast is not pressured because I'm not on any list right now. But this one, I got to keep up. It is hard. Okay, it is very, very hard when you got a million businesses. You know what I'm saying? Me and my wife are going to the hotel lounging business. So we're going to be traveling in different places to see what properties and what to I mean, get into it. It's just so much going on right now. My online school, new new society academy for certifications. I'm working on that. Like it's, when I get a little bit of time, I work on that. So <laughs> It is so much my product line. Oh, my God. It's just so much I got going on, people. But thank you for rocking with me. Thank you for rocking with this podcast because without you, this will be nothing. You help me to get to the next level of my life. You help me get through the storm, get through the bad times. And I'm here to help y'all. So thank you so much for everything you have done for me. Trust me, I'm appreciative of it. And I hope I'm helping you out as well. I hope I, a new person's hearing me today. I hope a new person, you know what I'm saying? Or even an old person that supports me. I'm I'm here 
and I'm supporting. If you want to know about this, me and everything I do, just go to CastanovaWilliams.com and you can find out everything about me. Also, go to BlackMensMentalHealth.com if you want to listen to this podcast and listen to past podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Also, coming soon, a Minority Mental Health Network, like I said, is going to be other. I'm reaching out to other podcasters, black podcasters doing mental health. And it's going to be a hub for podcasts, for information, just for minority mental health. So that's why I call it the Minority Mental Health Network. So you're going to be able to go there, listen to all different podcasts, listen to all different types of people and, and get help. Because I, I think we need something like that, especially in the black community. All right. So until next time, I love y'all. I appreciate you. Until next time.